1: Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello, empaths, and hello, Denise. I hope everyone's week is off to a great start. How's yours off to, Denise? It's
2: good. It's good. The warmer weather is bringing out a nice attitude in me.
1: (laughs) That is so true. That is a good thing. All right. This week, we're going to be talking about reclaiming your personal power. And what does that mean? What is your personal power? Have you lost it? Did you ever have it? And how can you get it back? I think the good topic, you're the one who suggested this, Denise, and I did a little bit of research and thinking, and it just it just made me ponder how important it is for us to really think about what personal power means to us.
2: Well, I think we say that a lot of, I'm stepping into my power, or I'm stepping into my purpose and my light and my power, or it can be a fairly vague term. But when you really start to look at what that entails and how it can cause a ripple effect in all aspects of your life, it's pretty incredible.
1: Yeah, it really is. Lisa Nichols, you remember her from The Secret, and she had her own TV show, and she's a writer and a motivational speaker. She's amazing she defines personal power as an inner strength and resilience that allows us to overcome challenges and pursue our goals with consistency and determination. And you know, everything I was reading kept using that word resiliency. How do you how do you look at that word?
2: As empathic people, that saves so many of us is we've had to be strong or we've chosen to be strong in order to get through situations that may have been difficult or you know we get hit behind the knees with a stick and it's almost like okay i can either fold or i'm going to have to keep going and sometimes we do that because people are reliant on us or because we don't have another option but over time that gives you a sense of of self confidence in realizing i know i can handle this and i think that's a huge huge part of reclaiming your personal power
1: I do too. I think it's at the core. I remember listening to Terry Gross on Fresh Air years ago, and she had a woman on who had just completed a pretty in-depth study where she looked at prisoners of war who had survived throughout different wars, World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam War. And her goal was to see, did the optimist do better or did the pessimist do better? And I thought, ooh, I need to listen to this because, you know, I think you and I are both optimists and I wanted to see, does that mean we would survive as a POW? What she discovered, the optimists were the first to give up. Hmm. The That's interesting. Isn't it? The pessimists were the second to give up. The ones who survived were the resilient ones. And okay. She said, yeah. And she said exactly what you said. They have that ability to bounce back from life's ups and downs, but they also have this perfect balance of being pos- positive and being kind of negative to look at a situation with true authenticity and reality.
2: And that's, that's exactly where I was going with that is being a realist versus being airy fairy woo woo or rose colored glasses is and we've talked about this so so very much of you know the light the dark the good the there is that duality we've talked about that so much but i think that this is an an extreme example of that is sometimes life is hard sometimes you get hit with things out of left field that you didn't see coming or that you're trying to figure out how to navigate but finding that inner strength is and resiliency is going to be something that you can rely on with yourself for the rest of the time you're here. I think yes. it's so important.
1: It is, and it can never be taken from you. And I think personal power is about really owning all of you and all of your life story and then learning to reframe your story through the eyes of your growth and your strength. Because, you know, personal power, it's not about your accomplishments, it's not about how much money you make or what you've achieved in your life. It's it's not the degree hanging on your wall or the awards you've won. It's so much more than that.
2: Right. And it is about growing and evolving. It's not saying, I was strong in resilience once. Oh, check that off the list. I don't have to do it again. It builds, it grows, it it gives you, you get through a situation and you build an incredible foundation for future events that may in the past have tipped you upside down And now you can look at them and say, you know what? I know I'm going to get through this. I'm strong enough to do this.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think the key to that is getting back in the driver's seat of your life and having a clear vision and concept of who you are and where you want to go, and then making consistent daily, monthly, yearly choices that align with your truth and help you get closer to your goals. And I don't don't think that's easy. I think it starts with really knowing who you are, all of yeah. who you are.
2: Exactly. And I think they go hand in hand. I really do. When you, and maybe it's the stubborn in me, I don't know. Or for those of that prefer tenacity and perseverance, all means the same thing, but just get, puts a different spin on it. Once you realize that you can count on yourself, it If you've been in, say, a a codependent relationship or with a narcissist or with someone who has constantly tried to keep you in a smaller place or instill that thought in you that you are not worthy or capable or able, you get through that first step, it continues to just, you'll get stronger and stronger and stronger until those things do not impact you the same way. Yeah, And I can exactly. say that with conviction because been there, done that, have the t-shirt. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> I have it in short sleeve and long sleeve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I saw this, this TikTok came across my, my page and the guy was saying, you know how every house has a smell? Like you walk into someone's house and you just know it's their house. It has its mm-hmm. own smell. And you often wonder, Ooh, what does my house smell like? Right. He Mm -hmm. said, it's the same thing with your, your personal power and your aura. You have your own unique effect on people that everyone else can tell right away in like the first five minutes of meeting you, but you might not ever be aware of it. And I thought that was really interesting. It's something I hadn't thought about. And it made me wonder... Do you think some people are born with this personal power, this this aura of "I know who I am and what I want, and I'm going to go out there and achieve it and get it and own who I am"? I
2: I do. I think that, and I really think a lot of the people that are choosing to incarnate right now are coming in with that sense of knowing of who they are in a way that previous generations haven't. Uh, yeah, True. but but there's also there's on an energetic level, for me, when, if I'm tapping into someone's auric field or working intuitively with someone and they're in their power, I feel very grounded, very centered, very strong. It's, a, it's a feeling that I get from someone who's in their power and it's not abrasive and it's not, uh, you know, louding something over someone else. It's more of an internal energy that someone sends out.
1: Yeah, I agree. And it's almost hard to put into words. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best ways to cultivate or reclaim your personal power is to focus on your inner voice. How are you speaking to yourself? How do you talk about yourself to others? Is there an inner critic inside of you or an inner cheerleader? And I think the more we can work on befriending this inner voice and making it a positive champion for us, the more personal power we will have. I just want
2: to add one little caveat to all of this. If you're in a really dark place and you're trying to figure out how in God's name, am I going to get through this? This is the outcome of, of those baby steps you take to get through really difficult situations. And if you knew how many times I've said to myself in my life, buck up, Denise, you just need to get through this. And, and that sounds harsh, but it was also in a weird sort of way, me lifting that bar and saying, I know I can do this. I just have to be strong enough to get through this. I think there's a part of all of what we're talking about where it may be uncomfortable, it may not be easy, but the result gives you back a piece of yourself that may have been taken when you were younger.
1: Yes. That's such a great point. Haven't you ever gone through something really shitty that you thought, I am not going to survive this? Or if I do, I don't know, I'm going to come out different, bented, you know, my aura.
0: And
1: then you you get through it and you're still feeling that way, maybe. But when you get to that stage where you can look back at it, I, I remember someone once told me, you know, you've healed from a story in your life when you can tell it without crying.
2: Or not feel resentment or anger or shame or self-remorse.
1: Yes. And so when you get to that stage and you look back at that painful time in your life, don't you see it as a blessing and like, oh my gosh, look how much I've grown from that. And sometimes it gets to the point where you're like, you know what? I wouldn't have had it any other way because I wouldn't be this person if I hadn't gone through that.
2: Exactly. And we both know some of the strongest healers, intuitives, readers, mediums, people connected to spirit, many, many of them have had dark situations they've had to fight through. And on the other side of that, and I know I've mentioned this before on the show, is it gives people a level of empathy, compassion, and understanding because of what they've been through.
1: Yes, exactly. Another thing that's helped me in reclaiming my power is really honestly recognizing what I have control over in my life and what I do not have control over. And It's huge. I think it is. And I think once you surrender to the things you have no control over, you not only feel freer, but you have more time and energy to establish your personal power over the things you do have control over.
2: It's a huge part of this. Another additional step to that is getting to the point where you see it's like we take off our own rose colored glasses and we see people for who they really are and say, huh, I don't think I'm going to let them treat me that way anymore. And, yes. and it leads to boundaries. It, it leads to not allowing someone else's opinion of you dictate how you're choosing to live your life.
1: Well, that's another aspect of reclaiming your power is not caring what other people think. Mm-hmm. and And I think that's a kind of a loaded phrase because I think you know, we do have to care what other people think. I mean, we don't want to hurt someone's feelings. We want to be cognizant of how our words and actions affect others. But I'm talking in in terms of, you know, really just saying and owning who you are and not worrying that it's going to maybe upset someone else, right?
2: Especially if you're maybe in an environment where people might be a bit judgmental or about how you look or act or what you say, or you know their their personal attacks. And I think for those of us that are very, very sensitive, that can be debilitating at times, depending on who it's who who that information is coming from. And this is kind of a funny way to look at it. Years ago, I mean, we've had the story in single mother, blah, blah, blah. And I always wore these. I was on my feet a lot where I was running this. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I had these shoes that were good for my work environment. And this woman came in and she, I'd worked for her there many years. And she did that. You know, when people look at you and they'll like give you the once over and they'll look you up and down. Yeah. And she, like she stopped and she looked at my shoes and she said, and she turned her head and I said, What? She said, Do you have any other shoes? No. <laughs> and I said, No, these ones work for me. And I kind of laughed, but inside I was feeling like I can't afford more shoes. Why is she doing this? I don't, you know, it was that, it was a vulnerable day.
1: Yeah. So
2: I, I think sometimes we care because we're feeling vulnerable or we're feeling we're we're going through a lot or we're not. We know it doesn't matter. And this was years and years ago. Now I would just say, yeah, a colorful word, colorful word.
1: This is kind of off topic, but it's something I I think about a lot because sometimes people will say something like that to me too, and it bothers me. And I'm like, wait, why am I letting this cruel idiot bother me? Yes. And then I get mad at myself. And so here's what I've thought about, because I have really thought about this. I wonder if it's because we are so empathic, because to me... It's not so much the random words that some coworker or stranger said to me that that hurts. It's it hurts me that there are clueless people in the world like that. Does does that make sense? Like, I just think, gosh, who would just walk around and say that to someone? And what does that mean about this this world of other humans I live with? I had
2: this conversation with my son a day ago. He said, "He said I'm following the rule," and he said, "What?" And he said, your rule, that it doesn't cost anything to be kind or polite. And I thought, that's good. He got that one.
1: Yes, that is. And that's a beautiful rule to raise your kids with because it doesn't. It's so easy to be kind and and to pause and monitor your thoughts. Right. Okay, here's another one that I really think is so, so important to reclaim your power. Do not allow yourself to be the victim of your own story. Oh, haven't you seen so many people do that where they just kind of lean on it like a crutch? And we're not talking victim motel, being in
2: the victim no. mode. This is more of, I almost want to do the gone with the wind back of the hand on my forehead thing with that. Like, oh, you have no idea what I've been through. And it is a badge of courage when you get through a lot of heavy stuff and you you may let it define you for a while, but the beautiful, beautiful part of that is that subtly just becomes part of you not who you are. I hope that made sense.
1: Yes, yes. And what I'm talking about are people who will use something that's happened in their life as an excuse to not go after their true dreams and goals. Mhm. You know, I mean and I, I think we've all done that. Well, I can't do that. I have to focus on the kids or I can't really invest in that because I've got to save up for this house project, this whatever it might be. And I think when you allow your past to define you, it just takes power over you. Here's here's a quote from Brené Brown that I love. She says you either walk into your story and own your truth or you live outside of your story hustling for your worthiness.
2: Oh, oh that's good.
1: Yeah. And so I think our personal power lies in our narrative. And so you have to think, what story about your life are you telling yourself? What story about your life are you telling others? What narrative are you living in? Because your personal power exists there.
2: If you are in a really dark place, and you and I have both been in very dark places before, Different situations, different scenarios. It doesn't make one more or worse or whatever than the other. Then maybe starting with just taking care of yourself on or look yourself in the mirror and say, I'm strong. I'm strong. I'll get through this. Because if you're at ground zero with needing to find your power to get through a situation, that's much different than being able to fluff something off. Like, Oh, who cares what she thinks?
1: Yeah. That's that's excellent. Now I want to flip that to show the converse, okay? For a second, if you're in a really happy great place, you need to own your power in that moment too. And I'll I'll give an example. I have a friend and she and I went through our divorces pretty much at the same time. I think I'm like a year ahead of her, but our our lives mirror each other so much. And and we agreed years ago that we would be each other's dumping ground. You know how sometimes when you're going through a tough time, you can't call your friends every day and be like, and then this happened, and then this happened, because eventually they'll roll their eyes. But we agreed we would be each other's person. So she could pick up the phone any time of the day and be like, my lawyer just called a minute and just vomit up on me. So everything has switched in her life and everything is going well. I mean, she just got her dream job. She just got this beautiful house she's wanted. Like everything is suddenly going her way. And she called me up yesterday and she goes, you know how I usually call you and just kind of vomit my my angst all over you? And I was like, yep, I'm here for it. What you got? And she goes, no, no, more good things are happening. And I don't know what to do. It's kind of freaking me out. And I said to her, do not let this freak you out. You've earned every bit of this good news. It just made me so happy, but it also made me think, I do believe some of us do that when we're so used to life just kind of being like, oh, there's a public restroom <laughs> named Samantha or Denise. Let me stop here. And then suddenly you hit that good luck cycle. If you want to really reclaim your power, you've got to believe that you deserve that too.
2: Don't you think that can be an uphill battle for some people that may have been through so much that that idea of Is there a rug that's going to be pulled out? Is there a trap door? Is there a shoe that's going to fall? Is there something that is going to take this away from me? Yes. You know what it reminds me of is if, and God willing, people don't know this feeling, but if you've ever experienced migraines and then you start to get a headache and you go into almost a panic mode of, oh dear God, please don't let it turn into a migraine. It's that raw fear feeling because you know what's coming, and I think there's that kind of correlates to that waiting for something bad to happen when all of a sudden things start to balance out,
1: yeah, but- and I, I I think we have to resist that so we can allow more good things to happen because if we do live in this world of almost like like an echo, you know, what you put out comes back to you, if you're putting out this message, this unique aura, this energy of, I know who I am. I love who I am. I'm standing in my personal power. You are going to attract more of those good things than those bad things. I'm not saying it's all going to be rainbows, kittens, and roses, but it's going to be more of that.
2: Right. And you made a really good point a few minutes ago about the more self-aware you can become, the more you're clear with who you really are, your strengths, your weaknesses, your idiosyncrasies your traits, all of those things, that is what really, those are the bench, those are the stepping stones, just stepping into your power is the more you know yourself, the more you're going to recognize when you are in your power and when you may have kind of stepped off a little bit.
1: And owning those things that you may have in the past reframed in a negative way. So like, for example, I was talking to, a family member about my situation with my mom and this family member said, "Oh, well Samantha, you've always been so sensitive and you have a hard time letting go of the past." And I said, "Yeah, I am sensitive and I I don't have a hard time letting go of the past, but I do always remember the people that have hurt me so that I can avoid being hurt in the present and the future." So yeah, that's who I am. When you own it, what do you how does that person come back to that? What, what can they say?
2: Right, right. And there's a difference between being stuck in the past on the, the endless loop tape and using it as the line in the sand to say, I'm not going to choose that to happen to me again. I'm yes. not going to uh, allow that to happen or, you know, I'm not going to continue to date the people that I know are not good for me or to reach out to the sibling that is cruel or to lend money to someone who has repeatedly. I mean, there's so many variations of this, but it always comes back to, do you feel strong enough within yourself to say, this isn't the way I want to live my life and spend my time here?
1: Yes. And I think it's important with other things in our life. I mean, I used to be so afraid to say things like, you know, her energy feels a little off to me, or that person has a beautiful aura. Now I just own it. Okay, Samantha, you have a lot of interests that a lot of people would think are different and unique, and you're weirdly passionate about these rocks that grow in the earth. But that's just who you are. And and I, I just think whenever we take anything about us, our true selves, that maybe in the past made us shrink. And and we look at it and go, no, that's how I was made. That's how I came into this world. And that's what I'm going to shine a light on. It's, it's just a beautiful thing. And it really does make you feel more empowered.
2: I agree 100% because it also leads to you being able to take more responsibility for your life. If you are owning who you really are, what, you, what lights you up, what uh, some of the things that you know, And we have to just put in the, the little disclaimer too, we all have to do things we don't want to do. So this isn't that abrasive, oh, I don't want to go to that brunch. You can't make me. It's more, what are we willing to, how are we willing to compromise, I guess is the word for some situations, but we're not losing our power. It goes back to the kindness aspect. If someone you love asks you, can you please help me do this or can you you know be my my plus one or can you and it may not be your favorite thing but you know that it's the right thing to do yes i don't think you're losing your power in that aspect i don't think you're but if someone is well if you really loved me you'd do this with me then you're losing your power
1: yeah exactly you because again you have to recognize what you have control of in each of those situations. So take that that's a good simple daily example you gave of being asked to be a plus one or show up to something you don't want to show up to, but you know you really want to be there for that person. And so take control over what you can, as in I'll meet you there and then you have your own getaway car.
2: Right. And when you take full ownership, one of the things that I very very passionate about is people make choices. And that takes away the victim mode, that takes away the entitlement, that takes away all of the other variables. We all make choices of how we're going to react, how we're going to speak to other people, how we're going to live our lives. And it also takes away from judging someone who you may not agree with their lifestyle choices politically. You know, that's a a hotbed everywhere in the world right now. And I may not agree with someone else's belief system, but they're making a choice. It doesn't have to be my choice.
1: No, and it doesn't have to reflect on you at all. That was something else I, I think is so important about reclaiming your power is being flexible with your ideas, your views, with other people. I think someone with a lot of personal power doesn't have to have their opinions approved by others. And they're they're comfortable with change, compromise, and learning new ways of seeing the world and challenging themselves. and this this
2: goes back to we we were having a conversation a while back, and you said, you know you're you're a true main person that you'll just you do things. and and it's true, but there's the sense of accomplishment and stubbornness combined. There's such a, a, almost a runner's high when you get through something that was kind of daunting or that was, you have to YouTube it over and over and over, and then you find like, okay, I can do this. I think that growth mindset, embracing a challenge as an opportunity for improvement is another way to increase your sense of personal self and power.
1: Yes, I do too. And taking those previously conceived of negative words and flipping them into a positive, like you just used the word stubborn. Mm-hmm. I've been described as stubborn as well. And I I think you have to come to a point where you realize in your life, like, this ain't changing. You know what I mean? Like, this Mm -hmm. is part of me. Like, I'm impatient and I'm stubborn. And I have tried to work on those two things. But I also flip it and think, okay, I'm really glad I'm stubborn because it means I know what I want and I'm not willing to give up. And Mm -hmm. I'm also kind of glad I'm impatient because I get shit done. (laughs) But that's what i mean about owning all parts of of who you are.
2: And don't you feel like all the things we're talking to it empowers us using, you know, because that's what we're talking about here to learn how to set stronger boundaries.
1: Yes. Not only with other people but with ourselves. I do think we have to set boundaries with ourselves. And i think we need to recognize as i said earlier who we are and what we want and set boundaries in our lives that will allow us to achieve those things.
2: You just made another really good point about setting them with ourselves because we may have habits or routines or things that are keeping us on that loop tape or that stationary bicycle where we're not moving forward because it's so ingrained and we may think that's who we are, but instead. When you realize, oh my gosh, this is just a habit that I developed, or this is just a routine I fell into, which we both know quickly leads to a rut, and and you're just going around and around and around. But once you start to see it as that, you can take those steps to say, I don't think I want to live this way anymore.
1: Yes, exactly. And I think as as parents, we need to model this for our children too. I think it's really important when we reclaim our power it sends out a ripple effect to everyone in our world and I think we can teach them how to set clear boundaries how to you know and and how to pause and think and look at their lives in in these in these terms of where you do have you do have power in this world and in every situation even if it is even if you're in one of those oh shit moments where everything's going bad and you feel like you don't have any choices you have to always look for the choice because it's in the choice that you will find your personal power, how you choose to react to it, what you choose to do about it, how you choose to narrate that event in your life with your own inner voice. You always have to find the choice that you have in every situation.
2: But Don't you find that when you are interacting with someone or you're in the presence of someone that is very comfortable with who they are they're not again i'm going to use the word abrasive they're not being abrasive about having to get their needs met they're just saying this is who i am and the, when you have that level of truth some people will get you and some people won't and that's okay but it also allows you to send out <laughs> send out an energy to attract like-minded people who are going to resonate with who you really are Yes. There's no room right now for phony.
1: No, no, there really is not. And, and to me, that's part of setting boundaries for yourself is protecting your energy and your time. You know, I think when you practice good self-care, when you learn some spiritual psychic protection techniques, when you start to evaluate your relationships and ask yourself tough questions like, am I giving more to this relationship than I'm receiving? Does this person have my back? do I feel good about myself when I'm around this person? Those are all ways that you learn to set boundaries with yourself in the world you are living in. You've got to protect your energy and your time. Right. And not
2: needing permission from anyone to just be you. Yes. Yes. That's a hard one for empathic people, especially if you're the black sheep in the family or you're the You feel like you're on the periphery and you don't have a social structure that you're comfortable with, but that's okay. It really is okay because I, in my heart, I think we're starting to find each other and realize, oh, okay. You feel a little off too. Yeah. We're all in this together. It's going to be okay. We'll get through it.
1: Yeah. And, and finding again, the positive in that, you know, I mean, I'm not the black sheep of my family. I don't know. Maybe I am, and I don't know it. Uh, but I'm definitely the different one in my family. And my my older sister was in town last week. So it was the three of us. And and they they met one of my new friends. And when we were my friend and I were walking away from dinner, I said, So what'd you think of my sisters? And the the response was, they're really different from you. Like you're so different than they are and i was like yeah i am i am very very different and for the longest time that did make me feel like i was kind of on the outs looking in but then i realized like oh no that's that's such a good thing because it it's helped me give them a different perspective on life and they've helped give me a different perspective on life and so together as a little triangle a trio we can support each other in unique ways whereas if i had just clung to that uh, you know that song. One of these things isn't like the other. Mm-hmm. I would have felt like that—that that black sheep. But instead, I looked at it and thought, "No, this is this is a positive thing." I th- I really do think, and I I worry that I'm repeating myself here. But that's the point of power: is taking something you have reframed in your life as negative, whether it's an event that happened to you, a trauma you went through, or just a part of your personality, and trying to put it in a new light where you see it as a positive. I I think that's so crucial.
2: Right. Because then you're stepping into the power that's built on respect and admiration. And it, it gives you a sense of self, but it can also be used to help others build stronger connections or find that within. I think that's the goal, don't you?
1: I do. I really, really do. I mean, it goes back to those famous words, you know, know thyself, to thine own self be true. I mean, we hear these all the time. I almost feel like we hear them so much we don't think about them. The words become meaningless. Nothing we're
2: talking about is putting on your power suit because you have a certain degree or a certain base of knowledge or certain skills or expertise and that you want to share that information. That's another whole aspect of power that can bring internal sense of self and self-empowerment as well. But this is more that feeling of being okay with yourself and saying, I'm enough just as I am here and now today.
1: Yes. Yes. And I think if you're reclaiming your personal power, it's important that you stop procrastinating, right? Like you just stop, like you were saying before, being in that rut and write down exactly who you are and what you want to focus on now. And then don't wait for permission or approval. I think a lot of us do that. We we wait for someone to validate us, to tell us to go for it, to tell us we can do it, that we have it within us to get this done. I don't know that you know you're ever going to get that. You have to just give yourself permission. You have to approve of yourself and then go for it. Go for what you want. And find people who will see you and support your dream,
2: not try to subtly undermine or convince you that it's not the right dream for you because you're the only one that knows. And someone else might say, boy, that's some kind of a wing nut idea you have. And you're thinking, nope, this is what I really want to do. This is my path. This is what really lights me up. And I feel more like myself when I'm doing this than any other time.
1: Okay. But can I also say that you might never find people who support that and that's okay too? I agree. And that comes back to the power. If you're truly in your
2: power about something, you're not going to let that sway you.
1: No. No. I remember when I told my family and my friends, hey, I'm quitting my my very secure, lovely teaching job to do readings. No one was like, Yes, Samantha, go for it. That's the best idea you've had. <laughs> Why did you spend all those years in school? You didn't need that. No, I did not have that. I didn't have you know, overt like hell. No, you're not doing that. I I just had people go, oh, oh, okay, and question it and wonder about it. But I I did not have support, and I still went after it. And I'm really, really grateful that I did. And it was 100%. only after that that I found the people that supported it. Does that make sense? A hundred percent. Yes. I hope that this
2: helped people realize that this is an internal thing with yourself. This is not. A comparative study. This is not, oh, let me get on a social media platform and see who is powerful. This is feeling it within yourself to say, I'm comfortable with who I am and I need to start owning that.
1: Yes, exactly. If you don't already. If you don't already. And well, I think that, I think for the most of us, we feel comfortable with different areas of ourselves, but maybe not all of ourselves. And I, and I do think it's crucial. I know for me, when I was started to really do that inner work and reflect on aspects of myself that I loved and approved of and aspects of myself, I did not love and approve of what I started doing was sending love to those areas of my, of my personality or my body, whatever it might be. And that really helped shift things. It really did.
2: To revisit what you said something earlier was about if you've, failed or you haven't been successful or you've tried to step into your power in the past and that that hasn't come to fruition for you yet. And you you're letting the past define where you are now. That it might have been that the timing wasn't right and what you went through will be used as a stepping stone into stepping into this new aspect.
1: Beautifully said. I love the way you word things, Denise. <laughs>
2: I wish I could take credit. I just get out of the way and they just fly out. So anyway, thank you.
1: Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you have enjoyed this and we hope you have a beautiful week filled with personal power, authenticity and owning your beautiful, wonderful self, all of it. Please remember as always to show up, do great work and share your light. Take care.
0: Save big on your Memorial Day
1: barbecue all in the Kroger app.